We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Sam Sandiari here, Andy Lou across from me, and we've got a special guest, our guy from Cron 4, the, uh, the director, the, the man who runs the show over there, Jason Dumont. Jason, how are you doing? Good, man. Good. Can't complain. This is the best time of the year for if you're a sports fan, so I'm just, you know, enjoying it. I love it. So we were watching some of the media clips from today. We're recording this Wednesday night. Wiggins talking there and talking about connectivity. Mm-hmm. Are you first off? Are you tired of connectivity as a buzzword? <laughs> Dude, they're all saying it. Everyone from like Mike Dunleavy all the way down to like Lester Quinones, they're all saying connectivity. So I don't know. I think that's just a PC way of saying like we all hated each other last year. Right, yeah, it's it's like they're they're starting at page one. Like, there's a lot of reasons last year went wrong, but the number one one was it was a negative locker room, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, they're trying to true. they're trying to get to the, they're trying to get there first. Are you buying it? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I have no reason not to. I think the main issue it wasn't his fault, but you know, Jordan had issue with just kind of the culture, how he wasn't treated. Uh, equally to some of the guys who were higher on the pecking order. He didn't really respect the hierarchy. Some of the vets took issue with that. Even Andre Iguodala said towards the end of the season, he was kind of like, come on, are, are you doing this on purpose? Like, it's like <laughs> you're, you're, it looks like you're trying not to try, which is harder than just trying. Right. Uh, so I think that's where most of the negative energy came from. The continuity, continuity was messed up when Wiggins was out like half the year. Nobody really made a fuss about that, but it did impact chemistry. GP2 came back. He wasn't wasn't healthy. There was a lot of unforeseen things. It was like kind of the perfect storm uh, last year that had them just none of them were on the same page. Perfect storm of just shit going wrong. I, I think, you, I mean, you were going to talk about this a little bit with and with Kaminga too, but yeah, it is not talked about enough, I guess, nationally that Wiggins and GP2 are just didn't play or just weren't healthy for over 60% of the season. Um, 
guys just look happier now. I mean, they're, you know, these things matter. These things matter day one, even if the Chris Paul stuff is, I think, going to be a weird fit pretty much throughout. But it's, you know, these things matter that the team is at least enjoying themselves. We can't have said that a year ago today. I think they hated each other. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see guys aligned on the same age spectrum. I think maybe that's like the most important thing. Everyone's around the same age outside no of more, no more Gen Z. Moody. Yeah, even I mean, even Moody's like kind of an older soul, so maybe you can throw him in the other group. But yeah, I mean, the only Gen Z guy is probably Kaminga, and uh, yeah. you know, Pajemski and those guys. Like, who cares? Whatever, they're rookies, right? So right. Yeah. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis. He seems very mature from all the times I've. Uh, been with him. I spent a day with him on a boat going to Alcatraz and he's Ooh. just, you know, he's he's not that outgoing, but he's just cool, calm, and collected. He's, you know, loony. He's going to go with the flow, do what he's told. Kajemski's kind of the same way. He has that uh, that background. Didn't he go to, like, drill school or something like when he was in high school? He's in some uh, sort of military. Yeah. Just, so, uh, either way, not my high school experience. So Right. So he he's another guy. He's just going to do – he's going to just do what he told, and he's going to play tough, hard-nosed basketball, which I think the fans are going to love, the, the brand of basketball he has. I, I can see it now. He's probably going to be playing in games with, like, a black eye and, like – stitches under his eyes because he's always getting his chin into everything. And, and you know, Kaminga, I was with him for most of the day the other day, and he's just happy-go-lucky right now. He's smiling, busting jokes, cheesing. He, he's very, very excited for it. Why is he season. so happy considering how the season ended for him? It's a great question because, I mean, I remember at the end of last year, I was like, if I was yeah. him, I'd be pissed. I'd yeah. be pissed off. Uh, but I guess he just he turned a new page and – and you know he, the vibes are very good with him all day. I I I saw him in the morning. Generally speaking, the players hate media day. It's like a long day of you guys just see like the uh, the fifteen minute presser that each one. Sure. Has but there is like thirty stations uh, throughout the day where they're just reading lines. Answering the same questions, playing dumb games. It's, like, it's yeah, a first right. day. It's the first day of school. No one likes that, you know. It's so, like that. It, it'd be easy for him to be like, "Oh man, what are you micing me up for, Jason? What do I have to do with you?" He's like, "Oh, Jay, yeah, mic me up." And, you know, we went through the whole day. It was it was pretty cool. So I'm excited for what he can do. Hopefully, he plays a lot with Chris Paul. I remember in the summer I was talking to someone close to him. And they were like, I told JK just to be Chris's shadow all year. Just be his shadow. So we'll see how, how that works out. But it seems like he's excited to uh, play with Chris Paul. It would definitely make sense. I mean, it's <laughs> it's easier to play with Chris Paul than play with, like, the Warriors' intuitive motion offense. Like, he's just going to gonna feed you the ball cutting, um, simplify the game. JK can focus on the things he's already good at, and he'll thrive. I'm going to throw up a quick clip from Draymond Green talking about Jonathan Kuminga earlier today. Well, I think, um, you know, what what he started to show us last year on the defensive side was incredible. Um, he was able to showcase you his gifts. And I think now he'll be able to showcase you not only his gifts, but his understanding. And I think that'll take his, his defensive game to a whole nother level. Uh, just as far as Jonathan Kaminga as a player overall, I think um, – you'll see more certainty in who he is, you know, more confidence in who he is, not necessarily 
the need to, I need to show you, I need to show you, I need to show you. But no, I'm comfortable with who I am. So now let me go do what I do. And I think that'll be the difference uh, with Jonathan Kaming. And I think it'll be great for him. It'll be great for us. Are you buying that? I, like in general, so let me let me crouch this. And I, I think you know how I feel about this, Jason. I think Kuminga is the swing piece for this team. I think if he takes a big step, he has that year three bump, he plays up to his potential, they're a dangerous team. If he doesn't, if it's more of the doghouse, Steve Kerr's not playing him, and you know he's kind of an inconsistent player, they're probably too small, right? Like we're yeah. probably talking about like, uh, you know, Clay's playing the power forward and like, what what are we doing? <laughs> like that sort of stuff. So I, I guess my question for you is like, how confident are you that that's going to happen for JK this year? Because it is a veteran laden roster, but it does feel like there's a clear path for him to win. I don't want to say a starting role, but like top eight of the rotation, be that like big wing off the bench role. With JK, in my opinion, it's more a matter of opportunity than anything. I think the Warriors coaching staff, obviously he has to do what they want him to do, focus on certain things like rebounding, defense, being in the right spot. But I also think they have to take a step back a little and let him be him. Uh, he's just he's too talented to, to micromanage. Now, obviously there's a pecking order and people are, who are going to have the ball and get offense ran for them. But I think they have to allow Jonathan to do what he does best. Um, and if they do, I think they'll get the most out of him. And I actually think in turn, they will see him start to do the little things, but he he's young and he's been on for most of his career. He's been on a short lease. I think he was pretty good uh, getting those extra minutes while Wiggins was out. And I think he uh, played some pretty good basketball during long stretches. And then kind of when everyone came back, he got back on this very short leash. And I think he had earned a little more equity at that point. Uh, so honestly, I, I think the coaches need to learn how to trust him a little more and be, let him be himself, play through some mistakes. Maybe if he's not doing exactly what you want from him, you know, let him play through that and, and see what he can do offensively and see if he can, if he can really kind of break out of his shell, because I'm not sure he's the right type of guy just his personality and his even his maturity level that you can really, really have that short leash and get the best out of him. How was his off season? He was he made it a point to really play more basketball. And when I say more basketball, not in the sense that he he before he wasn't working hard, sure. but he wanted to play more pickup. He wanted to be more five on five. Hard. He spent a lot of time in New York. He spent a lot of time in Miami playing in some of those pro runs. And he wanted to show the rest of the league that he can play because a lot of the kids in his draft class, a lot of some of his peers and counterparts, they've been featured a little more and been able to show what they can do offensively. Jonathan obviously got drafted to a team with guys like uh, guys like Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson and even Jordan Poole, uh, Andrew Wiggins, where they're going to get the bulk of the offensive opportunities. J.K. basically wanted to show the rest of the league, look, I can play too. Um, and, you know, he 
he did that. He played a lot of basketball in the offseason, and I think he's riding that momentum. We saw the program highlights, and we saw some of the other stuff. He he wanted that to get out there. He wanted to make a name for himself because he kind of felt like he was kind of just forgotten and lost in the shuffle. Well, trade rumors were circulating, so I'm sure that was part of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I asked him about the trade rumors, too, and he said he didn't pay him any mind. Yeah. You know? He said, you know, it is what it is. It's a business. He was like, honestly, I don't ever think he was immature per se, but he just seemed so much sure of himself. Like yeah. there was maybe a little bit of self-consciousness that came into play when you see some of your peers and kids in your draft class getting headlines, getting deals, um, you know, on Instagram, front page, trending yeah. on Twitter, you know, especially like you know, from his generation, some of that stuff matters. Yeah. Like some people are like, oh, I don't care either way. Like I know what I'm capable of. He wants people to know what he's capable of as well. Yeah. I mean, that contract is, that I mean, that contract is going to be the contract that's coming next. So I can't blame him. I cannot blame him if he, if he's, if he's uh, impatient, but that's cool. I mean, that's, that's cool. His mindset is, 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 is what it's at. I think um, the more interesting question is like, where's the coaching staff with him? Because he, he had a roller coaster year two, and you could say because they're dealing with the fallout of Jordan Poole and the Draymond punch, and it's an overall young roster, he kind of felt the pain of that. It was just like, we don't have time to deal with you as well. <laughs> right. uh, fair, fair or not, fair or not, it was just kind of like – the overarching critique of how do you compete when you have eight young guys who all need attention, right? Like that right. sort of thing. And he was like kind of the middle child. Yeah, exactly. It, that's actually a really good way to put it. It's like, it's not that he wasn't, you know, there, there was positives and there was negatives, but the reality was for a guy who was taken seventh overall the year before, it's not like they prioritized him relative to their other projects and other there was the Wiseman thing Jordan Poole obviously mattered given that they paid him and everything that fell out uh he kind of fell yeah you're right middle child is actually the perfect way to describe how he was treated last year in some ways um do you get the sense that there's a lot more investment on him this year because when I look at the roster it feels like all right we we know we can't have 15 developmental projects we're gonna have a couple who matter him and Moses Moody those are the guys who are probably going to get rotation minutes. Uh, and that's where our focus is going to be as a coaching staff, as opposed to trying to spread it too thin. Well, it's interesting. Actually, today someone asked Moses, um, have you had a conversation with Steve about your role and what he expected mm -hmm. you to get better at this offseason because you were kind of inconsistently in the lineup last year? And how, how can that change? And Moses said, no, I haven't really talked to him about that. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure if Jonathan has either. I, there's been nothing that I've seen where I'm like, wow, they, they have a plan for these guys. They might, but there's been nothing that has indicated to me anything different. And then with Moses saying that today, my eyes did perk up. I'm like, man, you haven't had a conversation about your role. Yeah. It's just day two of training camp, but that's probably something in the summer you're texting your coach about. You have a combo about, I know Moses spent a lot of time here working out over the summer. Um, we'll see. Cause like you said, those contracts are coming up for Moses and Jonathan. decisions. Yeah. yeah. Like I would want to have a clear, like, Hey, like, what do you need out of me? So I'm not getting jerked around 
all year. Like I've been my first two seasons in the league. So I'm not sure uh, where, where they stand on that. You know, it's very important because they need those guys. If they want to get to where they want this year, they're going to need at least one of them to be like prominent, just like they needed Jordan Poole's in years they won it all. You know what they, I mean? Uh, like, Steve Kerr was busy jerking around the Team USA team and and who doing what he who knows what with that with those lineups. That's that's not a good sign. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not a good sign. It's Persons very interesting. Persons I have not Steve heard. was too invested in uh, figuring out the Warriors rotation to coach Team USA. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, just like I don't know. I, that's not. They're not. Don't seem connected. They don't seem too connected. It's uh. uh it's, well, it does feel like. I, is it? Is it fair to say all attention the first few days of camp are on Chris Paul and just kind of, uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot of attention put on like seeing Chris Paul work out with Steph, like oh making that make it, like, like making it front and center when the media walks in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey guys, you see what's going on on that court? They're, they're like, they're like that guys. They're, they're tight. You know, that sort of thing. Well, honestly, when that happened yesterday, it was actually, towards the end like it seemed like they actually waited till a lot of people left i'm always in there until they kick me out and yesterday they didn't even kick me out so i watched that full full workout when it started i think only me and anthony slater were in the gym still a lot of people were up in the press conference room uh waiting to talk to like current stuff uh i just saw that uh Chris Paul post uh, dunking from Warriors World. That was funny. Neither him or Steph, <laughs> neither him or Steph could finish a dunk yesterday after their workout. It was actually hilarious. Bro, I, you, got, I got them both on video. That's so four, you're not posting that though. Tell you that you're not posting that. They're like 45. They can't dunk every day, bro. Dude, I was I, I was there the whole time. If I posted that, they would have probably been like, Jay, you watch us work out for an hour and 25 minutes and you're <laughs> going to post us missing dunks at the end. Come on, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's uh, they actually pack. started working out once most of the people left. And it's usually just Bruce Frazier and Steph and someone rebounding for them. It was like over that, the course of that hour, 20 people, it was like – Steph and CP3 and then like four different coaches at a given point in time, like coaching them up, pointing there, pointing there. They're stopping at different spots in the court. It was a lot more like you could tell there was a lot more instruction than usual. Steph usually does that just like in one run back of his head. Like I have the whole cadence down. I know where to put my camera. Like I know where he's going to cut this one. I'm like, I'm zoomed out a little more because I don't know what's coming next. And, uh, it was cool. It was honestly, it was great to watch. I was like, "Holy crap!" I'm watching these two first battle Hall of Famers just going back and forth. That What's was your, uh, that was my uh, take watching that video because to me, you, you for, I mean, because I dislike Chris Paul so much, you do forget how skilled this guy is. I mean, just yeah. uh, objectively, you forget, and then you think of what he could do on the court, and we've seen it for 20 years now. It, these are two. I tweeted it. These are two of if not the most skilled point guards in NBA history. They're, t- they're um, both top five point guards. So. I'm just talking about skills. I don't even care how good they are. Like, Steph is the greatest point guard ever. I don't care. But I'm just talking about, like, skills-wise, the handle, uh, the shooting, right, the IQ, the defense that obviously Chris Paul's always played great defense. Steph's a good defender now. Just everything, man. I'm not even talking about, oh, Kyrie, he could dribble the ball really nice and make a couple layups from where I mean, he can, like, though. <laughs> he can, but I'm talking about everything else that these guys can do. These are the two most well-rounded skilled points. That's pretty cool, even though that they can't dunk, but it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think if he's able to stay healthy and they have a healthy team going into the playoffs, I really like what he brings to the team. Just a calming presence and like facts are facts. Every team he's ever played on got better. You know, yeah. that's just what history tells us. So if he stays healthy, I think they're going to figure it out. And, you know, if, if he's healthy in the postseason, he's just a calming factor. And I know, you know, playoffs, things are high-spirited. High and sometimes you just need that guy who is smarter than everybody, and he's smarter than 99% of those players on the court, uh, to kind of calm everybody down and get things going. And I, I, I think – I think it's really going to work out if everyone stays healthy, but I do think it's going to matter what they do early because I do think there's a high probability of things blowing up if there's like bad vibes early in the first month of the season or so. I do agree with you. I think that's why there's such a focus on, I mean, if <laughs> they're very good at getting their narrative out there. Like we know when the Warriors want people to know what they're thinking, but there's a lot of focus on, integrating Chris Paul immediately. Uh, and and I'm with you. I do think the fact that everyone's off of a down year, everyone's got a little something to prove, fair or not. Like the Warriors disappointed last year. You know, Draymond, something to prove. Wiggins, something to prove. Clay has something to prove. Steph always has something to prove. And then, and then Chris Paul also had a disappointing year relative to his standards. Like, I do think that plays in their favor. Mm -hmm. Whether... Whether it's sustainable enough to get you to June, that's a different conversation. But I do think that's the sort of thing that gets everyone a little more locked in in October than they would be in a normal year. Absolutely. Yeah, they all, you know, they all have a sour taste in their mouth. Steph Curry has a sour, sour taste in his mouth. I know Draymond Green has a sour taste in his mouth. Steve basically said that Clay came into camp fat last year. And I know. Clay, he wasn't well, wrong. Now, now he's playing. Now he's playing power forward, so he yeah. better not be fat, right? Or should so, he be fat? I don't know. Maybe it's 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 going to be interesting. Just if they all buy in right. and they're winning games early, I think you're going to start seeing them grow confidence and just rip off a lot, lot, a lot of wins early. Just kind of like they started out fifteen and five a couple years ago. I see that now. If it goes left early and then they start questioning some of these new roles, and you know, there's so many layers to it. And even if you just simplify it, like like Andy said, like GP2 and Wiggins missed so many games last year. Say, say they play just a little more and the Warriors are instead of the six seed, the Warriors are, are the four seed or the three seed. They get a different matchup, don't have to play the Lakers in the second round. They could easily end up in the conference finals. And then maybe it's a different outlook on how the season went. It's, they got to stay healthy and they have to win early. And I think the vibes, if the vibes are right, they have the talent, they have the guys in the room who have been there uh, who can make some noise. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by NBA 2K Mobile. It's the must-play mobile game for basketball lovers who want to conquer the court online. Download NBA 2K Mobile free and start customizing my player and dream team today. Luckily for Sam and I, we already have our my player and dream team today. It is Draymond Green, our favorite player in the world. Uh, just kidding. It's it's uh, it's number thirty as always. Um, it's NBA number it's number three. Let's be straight. <laughs> it is Chris Paul, the new starter of the Golden State Warriors. That is that is the man for NBA 2K Mobile. It is the 
mobile game for real basketball fans. Immerse yourself in the ultimate basketball game experience on your mobile device. Collect player cards, build a custom powerhouse team, and rise to the top. Get your competitive juices flowing in cruise mode, teaming up with your friends for glory. Download NBA 2K Mobile free on the App Store or Google Play and use our promo code TATUM 2K Mobile, T-A-T-U-M 2K M-O-B-I-L-E to redeem an exclusive Jason Tatum Pearl tier card. That's code Tatum, T-A-T-U-M 2K M-O-B-I-L-E. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. If you're too busy this fall to cook and you want to make sure you're eating well, with Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy. They go back to crushing your goals. If you're not a breakfast guy, I'm not a breakfast guy, Factor also has a ton of different smoothies that you can have to get your vitamins in every single day as well. So you're prepared for that if you if you don't eat breakfast like me. Remember to head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50 and use code lightyears50 to get 50% off. That's code lightyears50, lightyears50, at factormeals.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. This week's Lightyears podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Last question before we get out of here. We talked about just now. Clay Thompson, power forward? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he's not good at the point of attack defensively anymore. That used to, used to be something they could lean on him with. It's just not fair to him now. Uh, given all the trauma on his lower body over the last sure. couple years, you know, it, I think it's more matchup based. It depends who they're playing and what that power forward looks like. But I think it's possible. I mean, he he can't guard quick twitch guards anymore. He just can't. Like there was a time and place where you could put him on John Morant. And right. He couldn't he guard, guard Austin he, Reeves, and Austin Reeves is not quick twitch. I mean, he used to. On. He I mean, used to was, guard. He used to guard Russ. He used to guard CP3, Dame, Dame Lillard, yeah, yeah, Kyrie yeah. Irving, like it just name it. Yeah. And, and now it's yeah. I I think Steve's a troll. I think saying he's a power forward is purposely for effect. 
I kind of agree with you. There, look, whoever the best perimeter guy is, Wiggins is going to get him. And calling him a power forward just means he's going to guard P.J. Tucker. He's going to guard the wing who maybe is stronger but less skilled in well, general. Did you, like, uh, I mean, look at the Pacers starting lineup, to your point, Sam. I mean, the, yeah. do you know who the power forward is? Do you know who's starting? Obi Toppin. Exactly. Can Clay Thompson guard Obi Toppin? Is that an impossible Probably. guard for Clay Thompson? I mean, just that's how the NBA is going nowadays. I mean, maybe with the Denver Nuggets, that power forward is Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon had a great NBA finals. But it's, I mean, is that someone that is going to destroy Clay Thompson? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Rebounding, maybe Clay's fine. Like Giannis, that's an issue. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> they play the Lakers. I imagine Wiggins is guarding sure. LeBron, not Clay. Sure. But like when you to your point, you know who's the power forward for the Dallas Mavericks? Grant Williams. Clay Clay can't check him. You know who's the power forward for the Clippers? It's it's Paul George, Paul George. or or Kawhi. Sure, whichever one you think is a bigger priority, Wiggins is going to be on. Clay has to guard the other one, no matter what. It's it's not like it's a league of uh, you know like Carl Malone going to work in the paint or something like that. It's just kind of like he has to, he has to guard bigger wings now. That's just the yeah. reality of the matter. Yeah. If 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 Clay was playing Team USA, you know, and and we've seen Steve go yeah. four guards Team USA, you know, against some of these European yeah, teams it, that it, actually post Cal- up, you know, hit <laughs> Mikel Bridges at the center. I was like, oh, what is going on? It's just like it's a different game, the, Steve. You gotta. It's not the <laughs> NBA, man. These guys actually know how to post up and score. These guys are not just trying to shoot threes. Figure it out. But you know, I just said they they went out sad. They live, they went out with Dylan Brooks like going ape shit. I mean, I kind of thought that was coming when they uh when they lost, you knew they weren't gonna show up for the third place game. So many guys were just like, I'm out on this one. But yeah, yeah it, sad is the right way to put it. That meant Dylan Brooks cooking you not the way to go. Sad, sad to me is also having to now play next year with just the old guys. LeBron's gonna play. Steph's going to play. KD's going to play. The combined age of those guys is over 100 years old. Those are your three best guys. Kawhi says he wants to play. That guy has no ligaments left in his body. How is he going to last? Put money guys? that he doesn't show up. <laughs> right? It's like, but but he said he wants to show up. When has Kawhi ever said anything like that? That's I think the saddest part is that Team USA, the Americans need to send those guys. Those guys are in their mid-30s. They need to send those guys. Now, they'll win. Of course, they'll win. Provided that they're healthy, Come is on, there man. is there anyone on this past FIBA team that will be on Team USA next summer? Sam Ant, does uh, Ant make Ant it over like guys like Jalen Brown and Devin Booker? I, okay, no, over Booker. over under three guys. That's my question. Like under because some of it is going to be determined by like everyone says they want to play, and then someone sprains their ankle or someone has like a tired year. Do we think th- more than three guys from this team will be on next summer's team? I'd say under. Under. <laughs> under. Jaron Jackson and Anthony Edwards. Oh, yeah, Jaron Jackson. Three, he is, could, a, he could play three is a low bar. Well, the third would be Mikael Bridges, <laughs> but then you're telling me who's the fourth? Austin Reeves? <laughs> like, who, who's the who's the four, Halliburton? I'm just, I'm just not buying that, you know, Chris Paul – LeBron James, like I'm just not buying. They're all going. I know it's Paris. Guys I, like, I know it's Paris. Paris a if, fun. Paris a fun city. Well, wait, hold what on. Is, Steph, LeBron, and KD are definitely going. So those are the three. So you're not buying Kawhi. Fine, you're not well, buying. Like, 
Dame Lillard, Zion Williamson, John Moran. They don't need those guys. Someone's someone's gonna um, get injured, like you know. Up, so that's that's part of it, and then. But it's like they could do without Jaw. It's fine, right? They could do without Dame. Like they could win without those guys. But it's like, if, well, I mean, that that's how you end up with the team that went to the last yeah, one, right? Like yeah, they could yeah. do. Well, my team has so. Steph and, Le- and LeBron and KD. So I, I'm just sure. saying, you know, the, the, sure. this team USA had they were starting Jalen Brunson. You know what I mean? So, you know, things got dark. Things got so, dark. How do we end up here? I, I don't know how we ended up here, but I, I think I'm with you. I think I, we'll we'll resurface this next summer. Do more than three guys make the team? That's like a that's such a low bar. Like they could have five guys and four of them could never play in the rotation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's a, a very low bar. And there's so, a lot yeah. of guys though who just didn't play. There's a lot of there's there are least, there's at least eight guys who are going to Tatum like, Booker. I mean, there's there's ten. Yeah, yeah. Those guys Tatum, better Booker, be. Anthony Davis, LeBron, Steph, the and Steve they, give Draymond a, a solid. Who knows? I mean, Trayvon should play. I mean, I mean, they need him too. I don't even know if it's kind of a, a thing. I mean, that's Damn you just on, named, that's like on a bio who's not even like Damn's a perfect. flashy player, but he can play. Like um, Tatum got yeah. better play. Zion. It's stop. No, we're not doing Zion. Zion's got to figure out. Zion has a big year. He's absolutely going if he wants to. Big year. I mean, can can he just play more than thirty games? Well, he's gonna be. He's gonna be big no matter what. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, no, no, don't go yet. Let's talk Philly for a second. Let's talk Philly for a second. Let's talk Philly stuff for for, for a couple minutes. Uh, the Phillies are going to play the Braves. Uh, your Eagles are four 0 though they don't look so great. Um, yeah, dude, work in progress. Yeah, but you know, whatever. The the the. Are you actually uh, worried about that? The no. Uh, uh-uh. if they were playing like this in November, I'd probably yes. be a little more worried. Or yeah. you know, I, uh, yeah, November, I'd be more worried, but. It's still early. They they have time to hit their peak. They're getting the injuries out now. I mean, now Fletcher Cox won't play next week. They were down Bradbury a game. Two of their two of their safeties got hurt. So if it, they feel like um, a team who went to the Super Bowl, who's like, yeah. wake us up, wake us up uh, in you know Thanksgiving type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not too concerned. Um, they got the best quarterback, so you know you always got that in the in the NFC. So you always they, got that. They have a tough stretch where it's like brutal. They play the Cowboys twice, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Niners and the Dolphins. Ooh. Yeah, all consecutively. It's it's that's going to be. No, no, I'm not respecting the Cowboys. To be to be fair, so I feel like the Dolphins are a little fraudulent. By the way, I, I got a I got a little gut feeling that the Dolphins are. A little... They're like the team you use in Madden, but not going to win it. They're like Oregon, you know. Every year, yeah. Oregon, the last decade, it's like they're Oregon sixty six to ten over, you know, some some random state. Yeah, that feels like an un, unnecessary to a shot, but okay. Too much too much Alabama guy, but I just I got a feeling that Miami team's a little fraudy, little fraudy. Uh, really what I wanted – oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the Sixers, it's a punt year for them. That's what I was going to ask. I mean – I was going to say Andy's doing you a favor not even mentioning them. I was going <laughs> it's, to. It's but a punt got... year for them. I guess – I think the biggest thing for them, they need to convince Embiid. Not that he's really given any public signs that, hey, like I'll leave this place. But they got to keep him happy this year. Like if I was a GM, if I was Nick Nurse, I'd be like, look, Obviously, we're going to go out out this year, try to win, but we're kind of handcuffed. But after this year, Harden and Tobias Harris 
their contracts come off the books, we will be very aggressive in free agency or via trade trying to bring someone in to help you out. But this year is kind of tough with with just how their roster is constructed and the contracts and James Harden just being a fucking baby. You know, it's he's back. He's in camp. Yeah, who, who cares? He's it's going to be toxic. He doesn't isn't want to it be just, Isn't it just boring? Like, we'll end on this. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Enough. I, I just, I don't even care to, to like slander or like talk shit about it. I'm just like bored of it. It's just like, yeah, right, man, you can get your trade. You're going to not show up in the playoffs for the next team. Uh, I'm going to see you having a great summer on Instagram, you know, more power to you. But I like, yeah. I'm just uninterested anymore. Like it's no longer, you know, it's, it's not 2018. You're not an MVP anymore. I don't care. Draymond said something last year, like, you know, the guys who aren't self-aware and don't kind of realize what they bring in their baggage, they usually end up out of the league a little couple years before they really should. And I think Harden's probably on that train because, like you said, he's not an MVP anymore. He's not a horrible player, but no, he's going to get to a point. play. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to get to a point though where it's like, dude, it's just not worth. It's not worth it. You're just like not a good dude he's he's, <laughs> wow. he's a better he's a better player than russell westbrook but russ is a better teammate yeah. and people, people will like keep russ. him around yeah. for people like russ. another five six years because he knows how to play like he's not mm-hmm. a bad player he's just not a superstar anymore whereas like sort of embraced it he's kind of embracing yeah, it yeah now. he has he right has. Ex- exactly whereas like harden I don't I just don't see him being cool doing what Russ is doing now, you know? And that's right. what's that's the type of thing where it's like, all right, if this is how it's gonna be, you know, that's fine. You can go, you can go play in China. You can go you can do the Marbury tour, right? <laughs> they will love him. They will love him. I mean, Chris Paul got there. It is hilarious that Draymond of all people is saying that quote, but I mean Draymond just got another hundred hundred million from the Warriors. So <laughs> he, he figured it out enough to to do that. But um is Embiid gonna be on the Warriors? Soon? I, I don't see it. Right, I don't see enough. it. I have to throw it out there. He, he out would there. have to. He would have to demand a trade for the Sixers to even consider trading. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, path that they're going. Media day. He said. He said, "This is the place I want to be. I love it." But I mean, how many times have we heard athletes say that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, NBA. You know, they all say that. So. Yeah. Exactly. Appreciate you, my man. Yeah, thank you, brother, as always. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you, Dumas. Take care, brother. All right, fellas. We'll do it it soon. Oh, Andy, we got a few more things to get to before you get out of here. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. By the way, if any goons want to call in, hit the bell. Option's always there. Ring the bell. Come on stage. We'll argue with you. We'll talk, you know, the usual. Hashtag ring the bell. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't get your opinion on this one. I'm curious. I'm going to pull it up. Our guy Dumas talked about it, but same thing as always. So, you know, Clay Thompson. With that starting lineup, obviously Clay would be at the three. You talked last year about kind of like the evolution of Clay's game. Do you see him being more of like a two, three also now and possibly even a four at times the way that his, the evolution of Clay too? Yeah, uh, Clay, uh, if, you know, when we're, we play that that lineup that I talked about Saturday um, to start, which I'm anticipating doing, as I said, barring injury. Um, Clay would guard the format. 
You know, that's um, he's so physically strong. He's so used to guarding uh, post-up players after switches. So we're thinking Clay can can guard as a four this year. We're going to put him in uh, in coverage. Um, you know, where he's having to fit, to defend pick and roll as a four. Uh, a, that would be a different job for him. But we're planning on on uh, doing some of that and seeing how he does. Do you buy Steve? Uh, yeah, I think they're going to try it. I think they're going to try it against certain teams. We talked about matchup punting. This team has to figure out how to play defense, though. They had some of the worst defense I've ever seen last season. And it wasn't just – it was so bad. It, they looked hopeless out there. And some of it was size. But some of it was point of – I mean, a lot of it – you brought this up a lot last year. Was a lot of it was point of attack defense. Like, it wasn't – teams were getting rebounds, sure. And a, nice, a nice level of just, yeah. like, effort, too. Like, give yeah, it, yeah. Like a, a certain amount of give a shit. You know, like, you can't overcome everything. But, like, if you cared more, you might a little bit. Yeah, guys were walking to the rim from the perimeter sure. last year all season long. And uh, the comments, I mean, Holden, Andre Godala ain't walking through that door. I mean, he might. But, yes, I mean, they just – they need they need to have – they need to figure out how to play defense. I'm not asking for top two. Um, I don't think the Warriors need top two to win a cha- – I mean, they might to win a championship. But they need a top ten defense to to win 50 games. And, uh, and last season was bottom barrel. I think they need – and, like, more than anything – they need like a couple lineups you can count on, you know, like even if you're not going to be a top five defense, you need to have like, okay, it's that type of game. We can go to this lineup and they have, I don't know if they have a great defensive roster, but they have combinations that potentially work. So they have enough, they have enough guys on the roster that can play good defense though. Right? Like there's enough, Like Draymond and Looney are very, very good. GP two Wiggins. Wiggins and GP two, yeah. GP three is small. He's not as great anymore, but he's a dog on defense. Steph is solid. Like, he, okay. like C- there's enough IQ there. CP enough- would never do what Poole did last year. So yeah, it's hard to do what Poole did last year. <laughs> it really is. Hey, did you see some of his? Uh, did you see some of Jordan Poole's uh, uh, TikTok posts on the Wizards account with Kyle Kuzma? I gotta say, man, those guys are hilarious. I love it. I love it. 27 and 55, but they're going the vibes are going to be there. Tremendous. The vibes are going to be there. You look very happy. Dude, those dudes are so yo, I love it. Um good for them. Not not for me, but you know, <laughs> not every not everything has to be for me. It's for them. I watched some them. Wizards games. Me, me I'm going me I'm going to be running, you know, CP3 propaganda all year. That's fine. That's fine. Let's go. I kind of like the coaching staff challenging Clay. I think Clay's a good enough player and a smart enough player to figure out how to be more impactful off ball defensively. I'm not expecting it to be Andre Godal or Draymond Green. That's just you're just living in a fantasy land if you expect him to be like all timer, you know. But I do think he's capable of being a good help defender. And I do think since his days of being that guy who guards at point of attack you know, 25 year old full of athleticism are gone. Like, yeah, he does need to adapt a little bit. And I don't think it's unfair for the coaching staff to ask him. He won. They traded Jordan pool. We, we know you and I know as much as everyone wants to make it about the punch. It was about clay versus pool way more than it was about pool versus Draymond. It was about who are you committing to? They made their choice. And 
I don't need him to be someone he isn't. I need him to be the best version of who he can be, which is a guy who obviously is going to kill you on offense with his shooting, his ability to run off screens and that sort of thing. But also, when he wants to, he competes on defense. And he's a dude who can absolutely play help defense, can guard wings, can guard some bigger wings. No, he's not guarding Anthony Davis, but he can guard an Aaron Gordon. He can guard a P.J. Tucker type if he wants to. That's what I want to see from him, and I, I kind of like that they're challenging him a little bit on it. Um, and he's also going to get an extension. I mean, he deserves it and everything, but it's part of it too, right? Like, pool has gone. He's going to get his contract. Draymond already got his contract. These guys are going to be here for four more years, all these guys. Um, it's time to, I think, evolve um, into different types of players. They're they're being super polite about it too. With like they're like you just like dude, you're 33. It's time to uh well, yeah. What are we doing here? All right. They, they they did kind of the same thing with Chris Paul too, and maybe that one made a little more sense. But sure. hey man, guys, at some at some point, let's go. All right, let's go. We got a caller. Let's go. Tashion, what's up, bro? Oh man, I'm just watching. Farhan stock go below <laughs> the oh. grave at oh. this point. What Seeing happened? Uh, Corbin Carroll won a playoff series before Logan Webb. Everything is awful right now. Uh, Corbin Carroll <laughs> is a better player than Logan Webb. I love Logan Webb. Yes, but, is, but ultimately cool. he should have had more should have more opportunities to get to the playoffs. But yeah, that's another discussion. Um, yeah. but yeah. I, you would rather have Logan have Webb than Corbin Carroll, Sam? I, you know, the little whistle there. Hold on, hold on. Um, I would rather have Corbin Carroll, but in a playoff series, a starting pitcher is just more valuable than a hitter. Yes, yes. Like, like what Logan to the Dodgers, like yeah. the Dodgers were a hundred times better than the, the Giants in that series. And he single-handedly made it a series. So we won two games. I, it's really hard to compare pitchers to hitters is, is like, like, it's not basketball, you know? So. Anyway. For sure, for sure. But yes, I'd rather. Have um, <laughs> I would like to have Carol too, so don't even trip. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the one question that I did have, and it's kind of like relating to some of the talk we did earlier, is like, how many games do we expect Moses Moody to play this year? Especially considering the guard crunch with Chris Paul and quote unquote a two game Gary Payne the second. So. Especially when we look back at last year that Dante probably played too many minutes if we wanted to have Moses Moody to play a little bit more. But that's something I want to see going into this year. I think there's 20 minutes a game for Moses Moody, even with those guys. You got you got Steph and you got Clay and you got Chris Paul. Those guys are going to command 25 to 30 minutes a game pretty much. Like Chris is gonna play a little less. Those guys play a little more. I think there's I think there's minutes to be had for Moe's movie. I think 20 is a good number to shoot for for him. You make a good point though. There was a lot of Dante defense last season. And I know we love Dante for a lot of that season, but uh you watch the postseason and it was uh pretty pretty evident that Moses Moody is a is a better player than I think Dante DiVincenzo is. Hey, look at this comment. We got an incredible comment coming in. Sorry, I don't wanna. Well, maybe we'll wait till Tatian comes off because we gotta we gotta like minutes break down here. Oh, I was I was pulling. Oh, this is even better. That was my that was my exact point, really. I don't know if Sam could pull up a comment into the screen, but that <laughs> that is. Uh... I got you. Oh, I you can. You. Oh, 
Okay. I'll figure it out in a minute. Just stall for 30 seconds. Yeah. So, I, look, I, I think this team is deep enough, I think, for them to be able to – or at least Moody and Kaminga have to prove that they're good enough to play those minutes, and this team will be extremely deep. I think last season – it was obvious that Moses Moody should have played 20 minutes. I think Steve fell in love with a veteran. He fell in love with, all right, at least Dante knows how to play our style of basketball. But Dante was always too small. He was a good defender, but he was not a great defender, right? Like, he was kind of like a slightly above average defender. And I think he kind of fell in love with that. He was a decent shooter, but kind of became a fake shooter, right? And all that stuff. So it became very clear. Especially he was just, in the he was just available. Is a big thing. I think this is actually uh, like you can add two to three minutes in either direction for each guy. But like this kind of how I see the rotation shaking out. Draymond and Looney, uh, Saric will play close to 20 minutes a game. You're going to have some Draymond at the center minutes. There's 20 minutes per game for JK and Moses to be had if things go right, if they lock in. And there might even be more, honestly. If they start overperforming, you might see Clay play a few less minutes. Uh, and and none of this, just to be clear, none of this assumes the obvious, you know, X player gonna take the week off because his hammy is sore, a Y player sprained his ankle type of thing. So I think there's absolutely 20 plus minutes per game for Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga if they if they can if they can achieve it, basically. Yeah, I like that. I didn't see Rudy Gay on it, you know, so I'm confused. I didn't see Anthony Lamb on that. So, you know, a couple guys that could definitely be in the Big rotation and you know, throw in there. But uh, I like it, man. I like it. it those are obviously, like, they need to be winning or else those numbers are going to go up. But, I mean, Chris sure. Paul, 23 minutes, I, I don't know. They, they might need more Chris Paul. Um, it, no, but it's like you can do the same thing. Like, hopefully – Clay or St- Wiggins doesn't play 34 minutes. So it's like one of those it's things where it's like, you know, it's lot, yeah. it, there's nights where they blow teams out and guys play less minutes. There's well, nights where they get words. blown out the other way and guys play yeah. less minutes. So I don't know. I feel pretty good. All right. I think we should end it here. Our next pod will be after the first preseason game. We're going to be live on playback Saturday night. Andy and I, we no longer have lives. We're losers. We're just you know, just home all the time. We're going to pot after that. And then, for those of you still listening to this, cert number five joining us Monday night. You know, some information for you guys later. But uh, the word is number five will be on the Light Years pod. I'm, I don't want to publicize it just yet, though. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.